Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Intertopia. I am your host, Michael. Today, I'm switching things up a little bit. Um, I know at the end of last week's episode, I said I was going to be doing MGMT's first album, Oracular Spectacular, but I thought it would be fun if instead of doing that, I would just rank the MGMT albums because there's only four of them. So, uh, trying something different, shaking it up, but it should be a lot of fun. MGMT is one of my all-time favorite bands. I first discovered them in 2007 when their debut album, Oracular Spectacular, came out. And I think me, like most of the world, were just fell in love with them. They're such a unique little band. I love them so much. So just a quick, quick, brief little history on them. MGMT is a two-piece band. Uh, the members are Andrew Van Weingarten, what a name. His last name is Van Weingarten. <laughs> and the other gentleman, Ben Goldwasser. And so they're both multi-instrumentalists. Andrew being um, the, the more multi-instrumentalist <laughs> of the two. Uh, Andrew typically will play bass on all the tracks and drums uh, in addition to being the lead vocalist and doing guitars. But he does also do some synth work along with Ben. But yeah, like I was saying, the first album of theirs came out in 2007 and it had hit singles like Time to Pretend and Kids and also Electric Feel. So that was their first album. That put them on my map, on my radar. And I've basically been following them ever since. And I generally love everything they do. I think all their albums are pretty good, with the exception of the last one. Um, well, the one that I ranked last, which I'll get into right now, of course. But yeah, it, they're just such a good band. Some albums are just better than others. But, you know, I've listened to these albums for years now at this point, And um, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun for me to just rank these and give my two cents on them. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Okay, so in last place and in fourth place is the third album they released, which is the self-titled album MGMT. This came out in 2013. Um, it, this is absolutely, most definitely my least favorite album from the band. It's a little terrible and I really hate to sound so harsh on MGMT because I really do love them but man this is such a miss for me overall uh, there is only one good track on this album only one good track and that is the opening track Alien Days and Alien Days was also the first single they put out for this album and I remember when the single came out oh, I was beyond pumped I love 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 Alien Days I think it's such a fantastic song it gave me a lot of hope I was like, wow, this is the first single. Like, man, the, the, I am. I cannot wait to hear what the rest of the album is going to sound like. And the rest of the album was such a letdown. I really hate to say, but I, I, I'll briefly go through track by track. But so the opening track is Alien Days. Hand, like I said, hands down, one of MGMT's best songs and uh, a fantastic single. It's such a great song. I love that song so much to this day, especially the title, Alien Days. I love space anything outer space, anything alien related, <laughs> like, oh man, I love all that. Um, but that aside, it's such a pure MGMT song. And also with this album, Andrew and Ben, they recorded this whole album themselves. They didn't do that for every single album, and I will get to those as we as we move along. But so this whole album was just them two. And like I said, I think Alien Days is just like pure MGMT, just like from the content of the lyrics to musically what's going on. Uh, it, it's a fantastic song. Absolutely love it. The track after that is called Cool Song Number Two. What I like most about this song is the clever title, and that's about it. 
Uh, man, this song, just like the rest of the album, really, it's just it's just a bunch of noise and just overall pretty hard to listen to. After that, we have a song called Mystery Disease. It's just like cool song number two. It's, it's boring and repetitive. And, you know, like I said, it really hurts me to say all this about MGMT because I do love them. But, you know, I'm just being honest about my least favorite album from theirs. After that, we have a track called Introspection. And this was also a single I remember and I never liked it when they released this. I believe this was the second single after Alien Days. And then I was like, oh, what? Like, oh, man, I was very, very underwhelmed and can never get into the song. I think it's just a fail. And I've always found it to be boring. Basically, the rest of the album, Your Life is a Lie, A Good Sadness, Astromancy, I Love You Too, Death. Uh, I, you know, I just like think to myself, like, what were they thinking putting these songs on the album? Boring and repetitive. That's just the best way. I can explain these songs just while I can appreciate that they try to do something different. I feel like it was not even that it was too different. It's just whatever they were going for. I don't think they really succeeded at with this album. And the last track of the album is called An Orphan of Fortune. And it's such a slow and boring closing track. And, you know, I just asked myself, what were they thinking with this album all the decisions they made on this album were just questionable and i don't think it works and and like i said it kills me to say it but yeah this is absolutely mgmt's worst album except for alien days but you can just listen to alien days i would not recommend listening to this album uh, yeah overall this album severely disappoints even today when i was re-listening to all the albums in preparation for this podcast uh, listening to it again, it was it was a chore to listen to every song. It was a chore to sit through it and, and do it. And man, yeah, I think my overall grade, I'm going to graciously give it a D. And that's solely based on the amazingness of Alien Days. It's that good, Alien Days. But if Alien Days was not on this album, this would be an F. It'd be a, a hard fail. For these next three albums, let me tell you that they are all bangers. Unlike the last album I just talked about, the self-titled MGMT, these albums are all great in their own right. I just feel like some albums are better than others, and I am going to explain why. So without further ado, drum roll please. So at number three, and this may be a little controversial, um, maybe with some MGMT fans out there, or maybe it won't be, I don't know. But number three, I am placing their debut album, Oracular Spectacular, which was released in 2007. This is my number three. So this album put MGMT on the map. As I mentioned earlier, they had huge smash singles with songs like Time to Pretend, Kids, and Electric Feel. And those songs are undoubtedly all-time bangers, and they will stand the test of time. But there are other songs on this album that are just as amazing as those singles, and I'm here to tell you about them. So let's get into it real quick. So this album opens with the hit single, Time to Pretend. It's a very synth-heavy song, and... Oh, and you know, I forgot to mention before I got into this album right now that this album, their debut, was recorded solely by Andrew and Ben. They did all the instrumentation and composition and everything. It was just, it was solely them. Just like their album I just talked about, their self-titled MGMT was all of them. But I feel like with this time around, they really hit it out of the park. I mean, they came out of the gate swinging with this album. What can you really say about this song? You know, this song is incredible. Such a banger. If you aren't too familiar with MGMT, if you were to listen to this song first, I think most people would be thinking to themselves, oh, wait a second, I have heard this either in a commercial, on the radio, in a bar, somewhere. This song is everywhere. It's been everywhere since 2007. And here we are in 2020, and the song holds up 
amazingly. And like I said, I think it's going to stand the test of time. It's a fantastic opening track to this album. The second track on the album is called Weekend Wars. And man, this is, without any doubt, this is absolutely a fan favorite. I think people who really like MGMT, they know about Weekend Wars. <laughs> um, I love this song. Uh, Andrew is playing such a catchy and solid bass line. Uh, very great synth playing. And I really love the, the lyrics in this song. It's um, like this whole album is pure MGMT. Uh, you might hear me say that a lot throughout uh, the remainder of the, of this countdown, but man, yeah, this is a, such a great, great, fantastic song. I love it so much. Um, after that, we have the track called The Youth, and I mean, this is one of MGMT's best songs too. It's a very, it's very beautiful, uh, wonderful lyrics, and, and the music is quite hypnotic. I, I really love the falsettos of the lyric. Uh, the youth are starting to change the... It's it just brilliant. Just very, very brilliant stuff. After that, we have the track Electric Feel, which was another single. And I mean, this song is just a all-time banger for sure. It's such one of the catchiest bass lines ever recorded. Uh, very, very fun. I got the honor of playing this song several times with a friend of the podcast, Austin Myers, in his band Madison Grove. Uh, we covered Electric Feel and man... It is so fun to play every single time. This song is a banger. It slaps. Just a great pop song. The track after that is yet another single, Kids. And I feel like this might be their biggest single, even more so than Time to Pretend. I think this song too, if someone isn't super familiar with MGMT, if they were to play this song, they would be like, oh yeah, I've heard this song before somewhere like in pop culture. Over the past 13 years, like I've heard this song in my life. Um, it's just one of those songs. It's such a banger. I mean, it, it's incredible that MGMT had just such solid singles for this first album that just all hit the pop culture zeitgeist and it's ubiquitous. It's, it's everywhere. This song is, it's a great song. I've seen MGMT live with Mariah. Oh, I don't know. I think about four times and every time they play kids about halfway through this song, they have this extended jam session basically it's a jam session it's just super dancey and funky synth heavy groove that they do every time and for like five minutes you feel like you're at you're at like edm or something like that like it's so it's so crazy it it, it's such a fantastic song that they play live after that we have the track called fourth dimensional transition and i mean i love that title it's and i love this song it's very weird and psychedelic it almost has this psychedelic cowboy music feel to it uh, you know like and i know that may sound weird but i mean you just got to listen to this song if you haven't heard it um it's really really cool and unique a very lovely keyboard playing from ben in this song too J- just a fantastic song and then after that we get to a track on the album called pieces of what and you know this is definitely my least favorite song on the album it's this acoustic folky song and i've never been able to get into it um, you know, if I'm being honest, I, I usually skip this song. It's not a bad song. It's not like it's terrible. It's like it's unlistenable. It's just not my cup of tea. And you know, like I said, I've tried getting into it and I could, I never could. But after that, we have the track of Moons, Birds, and Monsters. And this is my favorite track on the album. And probably my second favorite MGMT song in general. I love every aspect of this track. It's It has such a groovy and infectious bass line. These fantastical lyrics and these amazing vocal harmonies. 
I'd say the last two minutes of the song is my favorite. It's it's just pure psychedelic, jammy bliss. <laughs> I love it so much. It reminds me of this Tame Impala song off the first album, Inner Speaker, called Runway Houses City Clouds. It reminds me of it in in that the last couple minutes of both of those tracks, of both of these tracks rather, they feature this psychedelic jammy outro and I'm all here for it. I love it. I think it sounds incredible. I love it in this song. It's very hypnotic. Uh, you, I get lost in it every time I hear it. Of Moons, Birds, and Monsters is definitely a track to listen to if you haven't heard this album. I, you know, if you heard the singles, those are all great. You know, like, I, of course, I recommend listening to this whole album. But if you're going to listen to one song, I'd say check out this one. It's very unique. It's very much worth your time. After that, we have the penultimate song on the album, which is The Handshake. And I used to not really like this song, but I've grown to appreciate it over the years. It starts off a bit slow, but then it picks up and we get some more super cool synth playing from Ben. And overall, I do enjoy this song. I would say it's probably my second least favorite song on the album, but at least I don't skip this song like I do with Pieces of Wet. A very solid song overall. And that leads us to our last track on the album, which is called Future Reflections. I love this song. It is a very solid closing track for the album. Um, you know, the, the album opens with a very strong track and it closes with a very strong track. This song has a very fantastic and unique bassline from Andrew. You know, Andrew Van Weingarten, he is such an incredible bassist. I know he's primarily a vocalist and guitarist, but he is fantastic on bass. His bass playing throughout every MGMT album phenomenal he is sneakily an, an amazing bassist and i just want to give him some love right now but yeah overall just a really really great song and a great closer to the album and you know overall this album is fantastic uh my letter grade for this is going to be an a minus it's one of the best debut albums ever and absolutely worth a listen to if you're a fan of rock music Alrighty, guys getting down to the last two so my number two album on this countdown, I am going to hand it to the 2018 album, Little Dark Age. I love this album so much. Uh, this was very much an improvement, a, a vast improvement over their previous release, which was the self-titled album MGMT, which I have at number four. When this album came out, it was such a breath of fresh air for me. I was like, okay, good. They still got it. They had a hiccup with with the self-titled album, but we got this album. This is definitely the most synth-heavy album MGMT has released to date. Man, they really got back to their roots. So this album, they collaborated with quite a few people from Ariel Pink to just some of their live band members. It works. It absolutely works. I feel like MGMT are back with this album. They got back into the groove of things and they really leaned heavily into the synth pop. That's always been there from the very first album, but they really, really leaned into it with this album. So let's get into this album real quick. So the first track opens up with She Works Out Too Much and this is such an incredible, super synth heavy track. I love how dancey and funky this track is. Uh, it has such a catchy chorus too. And this song has such an 80s feel to it. It feels like it could have been made and released in the 80s. I feel like if someone wasn't familiar with MGMT at all and you show them this song and just tell them, like, what year do you think this song came out? I think the majority of the people would say, oh, in the 80s, easily. It has that kind of feel. And it's just such a brilliant track. MGMT, when I heard this album and I heard this opening track, I was like, yes, they're back. <laughs> the track after that is a single, and it's also the title of the album. It's called Little Dark Age. 
Uh, it's very, very solid, extremely synth heavy. And I feel like I'm going to be saying that throughout this whole album. And I can't stress that enough. The next track is When You Die. This was yet another single. And I absolutely love the lyrics in this song. The lyrics are probably my favorite part of the song. Um, Andrew, he can be funny with his lyrics at times. And there's a few funny lines in this track. Uh, one that really <laughs> sticks out to me is, Go fuck yourself. You heard me right. Don't call me nice again. And just the way he sings it, and it, it's so f brilliant, and it always makes me chuckle. Uh, this is a great, weird, totally MGMT song, um, and I love every second of it. When they released these singles, I was beyond ecstatic. I'm like, great, I haven't heard a bad one yet. So after that, we get a track on the album called Me and Michael, and I love this track, and no, not because it features my name, although, I mean, let's be honest, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> Seriously though, this song is, it, it's just a catchy as hell synth pop track. It is pure synth pop bliss. Uh, in my opinion, it's it's a perfect song. I, I don't think there's a, anything wasted in this song. Uh, it's definitely my favorite track on the album, and I would say if you're going to listen to one song off of this album, listen to me and Michael. It's really, really good stuff, guys. After that, we have a song called Slamp. And it, it is spelled T-S-L-A-M-P. Just a weird, interesting MGMT thing to do with the title of a song. But yeah, this is a weird but groovy and very funky track. It has a fat bass line and a classical guitar solo and some bongos throughout this song. Just these weird little standouts in this track. But I just love how oddly composed this track is. Um, just such an interesting composition. I really love this track. It's very, very listenable. After that, we have a track called James. And this track reminds me of an EDM song. Uh, the synths are extremely hypnotic and a bit melancholy. I love the weird vibe of this track. It's it, It's a dark and groovy little banger. After that, we have a track called Days That Got Away. And this is just a very weird and disjointed instrumental. Uh, I appreciate how psychedelic and out there it is. I can absolutely understand how this track isn't going to be for everybody. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I thoroughly enjoy it. Again, it's just MGMT being their weird old selves, and I'm here for it. After that on the album, we get this track called One Thing Left to Try. And this is another extremely synth-heavy track, and another track that sounds like it could have been made and recorded in the 80s. It's just a banger. So the last two tracks, When You're Small and Hand It Over, are unfortunately, but definitely my least favorite tracks on the album. I find them a bit boring. I mean, I could listen to them, but they're not my favorite tracks. And for those two tracks to be the last two of the album, I would call it anticlimactic. Um, not terrible, but they just don't really do much for me. And I think it's unfortunate because I think the album could have been a, a masterpiece, but it had those two tracks that like, eh, you know, nothing as bad as like Pieces of Me or the other tracks I don't like on the previous two albums I talked about. Like I said, I could listen to these last two tracks, but so that does affect the grade overall. So the overall grade for this album, I, I would give it a solid A, you know, despite those last two tracks being a bit underwhelming, the rest of the album hits it out of the park for me. A plus the, the rest of the album is fantastic. Such a great, great comeback for MGMT after that awful, awful self-titled album that they did. So here we are. We are now at my number one. And my number one album, if you haven't been able to figure it out by now, is their 2010 album, 
Congratulations. This album was their follow-up to their debut album, Oracular Spectacular. And so what MGMT did with this album, they wanted to make songs that weren't like the big three hit singles that they were known for. With this album, they made a conscious decision to make songs that weren't necessarily radio friendly. They didn't want to make another Time to Pretend or Kids or Electric Feel. And I applaud them for that. I applaud them for wanting to try something different, not wanting to get comfortable or pigeonholed as the band that makes these these types of tracks, these singles. I really, really appreciate that. I, I've, I've, al- I've always appreciated that. And I think that's why I love this album so much. While it's them expressing themselves musically, it's also a big fuck you to the music business because the music business is just that. It's a business. Um, Some people get into the music business, especially bands that make it as big as being on the radio and all that stuff. Some people have an agenda. That's what they want to do. And once they're there, they want to remain there. They want, they don't want to lose that. MGMT, they got there with their first album and they were like, we don't want this. (laughs) Like not necessarily, like, no, we want to do the music that we want to do. With that, we got this album. We, you know, we got their follow-up. Congratulations. And this has always been my favorite MGMT album since, I don't even know, the past six, seven years. This is an incredible album. Uh, Let me just get into it before I talk even more about it. So the album opens up with the opening track called It's Working. Everything about this song is pure bliss to me. I especially love Andrew's vocals on this track. Musically, it's very odd, and it blends a few different genres of music. I mean, talk about a great and strong opening track. Andrew is, like always, sneakily doing a very great and melodic bass line on this track. Uh, It's definitely one of MGMT's best songs to date, and very underrated. This is an underrated gem, and again, a fantastic opening track. The second track on the album we have is called A Song for Dan Tracy, And this song is a great and, again, another underrated song from MGMT. It's such a catchy little song. It has a surfy feel to it, which I really love. Yet again, Andrew, just some great subtle bass playing here. Overall, I love every aspect of the song, including the vocals and harmonies. It's just this weird little song. And if you're a fan of rock music, you've got to listen to the song. A song for Dan Tracy. Very, very good stuff. After that, we get the track called Someone's Missing. And this is one of my all-time favorite MGMT songs. It starts off very slow and with Andrew doing some falsettos and this light guitar. And then eventually we hear a sitar come in. And it's just the, like this weird combination of instruments, but it works. This song builds up and like about the last minute and a half, it turns into this Motown-esque outro thing. It's so... Cool. I love it. We hear this very catchy Motowny bassline from Andrew. And, you know, this song is only two minutes and 30 seconds. And, you know, this is the definition of short but sweet. Just a banger of a song. After that, we get the next song, which is called Flash Delirium. And this was also a single. And I think it's probably one of their best and most unique singles to date. Very much underrated. And, you know, it's, it's so unique due to just how many different places this song goes to. It features a brief little flute solo, which I always appreciated and thought was random. To me, this song is MGMT at their creative best. It's pure MGMT, and it's a very worthy addition to this album. And 
uh, I, I would recommend listening to it. It is, it's such a weird song, but it's a good kind of weird. It's the, it's the weird that I like. So after that, we get a track called I Found a Whistle. And I think this is the weakest track on the album. I've never been a huge fan of it. I also never hated it either. So it's, it's just like in the middle of the road for me. I could take her to leave it. I don't feel like it does or goes anywhere interesting. It's, it's very skippable. And, you know, honestly, when I listen to this album, I usually do skip it, uh, which is kind of a bummer because I feel like the rest of the album is just so incredible. But what are you going to do? So the next track on the album we have is Siberian Breaks. And this is my favorite MGMT song, hands down. I've always loved this song. It is incredible. This song is 12 minutes and 10 seconds long. It's the longest track on the album, and it's actually the second longest MGMT song next to a track called Metanoia. Basically, every couple minutes of this song, it switches seamlessly into the next section of a song, and it'll pick up time or slow it down, and it's it's executed so flawlessly. I love every second of this song. I love every aspect and every decision made with this track. Um, Andrew, all the vocals really, they're just phenomenal, phenomenal harmonies, Andrew's vocals, very interesting musical arrangements in this song. I would absolutely recommend everyone listen to this song. If you're going to listen to this album, listen to Siberian Breaks. It's brilliant. My absolute favorite part of the song is the last two minutes. We get this amazing arpeggiated synth, super heavy synth outro, and it's just pure psychedelic bliss just amazing stuff a song like this is why i have so much love and respect for mgmt it it goes so many places you know like yes it is 12 minutes but i think if you just listen to it and let the song overtake you that time flies by so quickly it is just listen to it it is incredible so after that we have a track called brian eno and this song is about musician and producer brian eno uh, i mean this is a fast-paced almost punk rock song and I love it. It features an infectious bass line and very, very fast and fine drumming. Uh, this song just fucking rocks. I would call this song Balls to the Wall. It's great. Check it out, guys. After that, we get a song called Lady Dada's Nightmare. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that title is a play on Lady Gaga. <laughs> but yeah, this song is a dark and melancholic instrumental. I love just how off and dissonant it gets. At one point we hear this disturbing and distorted crying from someone. It really does have a nightmarish feel to it. And you know, I know this track definitely isn't gonna be for everyone. Um, I'm sure most people who don't like this album in particular don't like this song <laughs> because yeah, you know, it, it's weird. It's weird, but I like it. I like how weird it is. And if I'm in the right mood, I can listen to it like over and over because it just, it's this dark, hypnotic, song and like it's definitely a track you have to listen to and just decide for yourself you'll either be like yeah i get what michael's saying or you'll be like michael's fucking crazy <laughs> so and that's the beauty of music isn't it people we are now at the very last track of the album which is the title of the album and it is called congratulations and this is one of mgmt's finest songs they've ever recorded it's more of a lighthearted and straightforward i would call it like soft rock song. I love this track. It's such a perfect end to this album. Andrew's vocals are soft and very lovely, actually. 
Musically, it's very chilled and laid back, relaxed. Just a flat out great song. And we end the album on this very nice note. This very nice song. Overall, and in spite of the song, I found a whistle. I would consider this to be MGMT's masterpiece. It's always been my favorite MGMT album. And for good reason. Every song is a flat out banger. Or at the very least, is interesting to listen to it's interestingly composed and it's like a lot of these songs you can't say like well i've heard that before very unique piece of work by some very fine musicians and as a musician myself i just love how weird and different it is and that's why it's my number one favorite mgmt album and that's my list guys that is the ranking of the mgmt albums so just to recap At number four, I have the self-titled album from MGMT. At number three, I have Oracular Spectacular. At number two, I have Little Dark Age. And at number one, congratulations. All right, guys, that was a lot of fun. Like I said earlier, man, I love MGMT. They are one of my favorite bands. Uh, I've seen them a handful of times over the years, and I plan on seeing them many, many more times. Uh, Just a great, great, solid band. I'm so happy for those guys. They make the kind of music that I wish I could make, <laughs> really. Uh, they're just so unique and so themselves, and I love them for that. So so that was a lot of fun doing this ranking of their albums. I can't wait to do some more rankings. And speaking of more rankings, I have quite a month set up for you guys in October. So October is just a couple days away. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be Monday, September 28th. The following Monday, we're going to be in October. So for the month of October here on Intertopia, I am going to be doing all horror movies because come on, why not? It's October. It's the only month that makes sense to do it. So with that said, I will be ranking the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, the Conjuring Universe movies, and one episode I am going to have Mariah on and we are going to talk about Suspiria 2018. And I think on Halloween day, which is a Saturday, I think you guys may be getting a special little bonus episode drop then, but I'll leave it at that. But yeah, I got some big things planned for October. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, this ranking was so much fun, and I can't wait to rank all those movies because I love those franchises so much, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So look out for that. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen and support, uh, and especially to all my constant listeners out there, Austin, Myers, my mom, uh, Mariah, everyone else who, y- you guys all know who you are. I see you. I appreciate you. I love you. I respect you. Thank you. And I'm going to continue to bring you some more content. So yeah, with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. So with all that said, you guys all take care out there and I will catch you then. Bye-bye.